Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. What's up, everybody? Jurassic Views, Bryce Diamond, Morning Devotions. We were a flat tire last night. Um, at first, it was just one flat tire on the team. The ball was deflated, or sorry, the tire was deflated, although maybe the ball was too. Did somebody check the, the ball? A little deflate gate in Utah. But the one of the tires was, was without air. And every time the ball got to that player, um, it, it felt like, you know, the car was leaning. The team was leaning down. We're, we're clunking and bumping and it wasn't the good kind of bumping in a car. It wasn't hydraulics. This was a flat tire. And that flat tire last night was Pascal Siakam, unfortunately. Um, and then we had two tires flat. Uh, it was the back two tires. And the, the front wheel drive was on overdrive trying to move the car forward there were times where we were going uphill and it was just a lot of effort for the front two tires and then going downhill it was just dragging and sparks were flying and it, it looked dangerous reckless um, and the second flat tire was the bench uh, they came out just flat and, and really had nothing. And then in that second half, uh, we lost another tire. Another uh, tire without air. And then it was just, you know, it looked like the whole wheel well, the axles were going to be breaking. And that was our defense, was the third flat tire. And we literally drove the car on the road in Utah Mormons praying and chirping us at the same time um, our, between our defense, our bench, and Pascal Siakam's effort and shooting. We looked awful. And unfortunately, another one bites the dust for us. We, we bit hard the dust last night. Uh, you know, there have been a number of games now. Uh, we're, we're losing not just by double digits, but we're allowing a lot of points. Boston, we couldn't score. And there was a lot of similarities in the second half offensively to the Boston game. Just no effort. Um, again, a first of a back-to-back -back on the road. We gave up 116 against Brooklyn. We gave up 127 against Detroit. 118 against Portland and 119 against Utah. 
um, after having such an elite defensive start to the season, seems like offenses are getting a little smarter. Seems like offenses uh, are starting to dial in, and that great start of six and three um, is now vanished. We are one and six. We are 0-5 with Pascal Siakam playing the game. The only time we've won since Pascal's return in that Brooklyn game almost two weeks ago was um, when we beat Philly on the back-to-back in Philly. No Pascal Siakam. Uh, Definitely Pascal's worst game on both ends, um, but a growing trend of Pascal not being able to play defense. We know he didn't have the preseason. So last night was his fifth and final preseason game. But that was rough. That was really rough. uh, What happened last night. Now, take a step back. Our record is seven and nine. The games that were very winnable that we lost, Cleveland, Detroit, Portland. Let's say we win two of those. We're nine and seven. I'd take that. Knowing we've had the bumps and bruises, you know, we've we've had a couple games where we've just been flat out flat and and terrible in the Boston and and now the Utah game. If you'd have told me we'd be nine and seven, I'd take it. You tell me we're seven and nine, uh, I don't like it. I certainly don't like it. I definitely don't like the fact that we're, uh, you know, 0-5 with Pascal back on the floor. But here we are. And we have Sacramento tonight on a back-to-back. And maybe Scotty and Pascal will have all the energy, all the excitement, all the fluidity that we need. But last night in Utah, we were well below our standard. Well below our expectations. And didn't even give an effort. And it's looking to me, you know, without OG, Precious, and Utah, it's looking to me like our bench is just terrible if we're not full strength. We need Kem to be in that second unit, certainly to start, certainly in the first half. Delano Banton, for me, is our best point guard. Um, That's not to say Malachi can't get minutes, it just means for me that Delano Banton's the point guard and, and Malachi would have to play an off-guard rule. We're not playing Dragic, um, which is fine for him. He's going to be fine. He showed in Detroit, against Detroit, sorry, that he, he can play NBA basketball. Uh, valuable minutes. You know, if he gets 20 minutes and spells off a starting point guard and comes in and does a nice job in the second half, um, especially if he's playing with his countryman Luka Doncic, 
he seems like a decent pickup. He's a he's a veteran. He'll be fine in the playoffs. But it it looks like Malachi Flynn at the very best, even without Dragic uh, ahead of him, is going to be a good off ball, ball handling guard. Delano Banton is our best point guard off the bench. So for me, you got Birch Banton. I still really think that Scotty should come off the bench. I know what we're doing, but I think him and Pascal getting each other's way, to be honest. Um, and I think Pascal's left scratching his head having to play these bigger roles. It's not a good fit for him to be the center, um, nor, nor Scotty Barnes at center. So I think you got to go... Precious, Pascal, OG, Gary, and Fred. Last night we had Birch in the lineup, in the starting lineup, which meant Scotty was kind of playing the 3-4 and so was Pascal. But again, they just, both of them didn't have, and I think they're both kind of feeling out of position. Like they're, you know, there's redundancies. And that's not good. And that's where you get that flat tire. Um... So for me, Scotty comes off the bench with Delano, with Kem, with Spee. Now Spee has some playmaking guys, along with Birch, who is a very solid, uh, high IQ passing center. And now there's lanes opened up. There's good pick and roll games that can happen through Delano, through Pascal, um, Scotty and, and Birch, even Pascal can set good screens and, and Sfee's open. Sfee has easier looks. If you want another ball handler and the other team's not big, fine. Uh, you can do that if you want. But that bench is almost non-existent. Boucher continues to be very poor. Uh, he went against Hassan Whiteside. That's not a good matchup for him. Rudy Gobert is the starter. And you just needed another guy who's strong enough who can play that center position. Um, again, bad matchup for us. This is where you wish you had JV still on the team, which sounds funny to say. Is there a chance we could trade <laughs> Dragic to the Pelicans <laughs> and pick up Jonas Valanciunas? That'd be interesting. Um, what a disaster the Pelicans have become. But at least for them, if we did trade Dragic, now I'm going all over the place on tangents. But if you got rid of uh, Dragic, they don't have a contract to worry about, the Pelicans. So now they're in that rebuild, Brandon Ingram, uh, obviously Zion Williamson, although who knows what his health is going to be. But then you bring, you know, then you bring JV over and you have legitimate center. Now, you don't have to put Precious Achuo in an undersized lineup, although I think Precious is going to get better. I really do. And I think he can play the center spot. He's so strong and athletic. But in a game like last night especially, and I think in general, having JV would be great. 
Dragic for JV. That's my call. <laughs> Early season hot take trade. Um, yeah, really tough night to watch, uh, especially in the second half, but throughout the entirety of the game, watching Pascal was brutal. Gary was great. Another great game from Gary. And you can look into the numbers as I did last night. Stats are almost identical between him and Norm. Biggest difference of Norm is Norm's efficiency, Gary's deflections and steals. And I think both teams won. I've heard it a lot of times already this season. I think it worked out for both teams. And when we know that we're in a, a three-year plan, the first of three years, I think Gary's the right guy. And I, I again, will admit that I was wrong and will apologize, as I have, to Gary Trent, Gary Trent Sr., Prince, rest in peace, uh, and even Messiah and Bobby. I've already apologized. Gary continues to be great. Freddie was solid, rock solid. Um, and I think he'll continue to be. Um, but yeah, this this was a, a, a difficult game to watch if you're a fan of the Raptors and think that they can make a real push to the playoffs for that sixth seed. Um, because it relies heavily on Pascal being good. And with OG out, he had all the opportunity. But I, I just think, I really do think, and I've said this already before in the pod, that him and Barnes just have not been able to figure out each other. I think Pascal's still figuring out how to play with OG, but in general, I think they're going to, you know, they've known each other long enough. I think they're going to figure that out. And... OG can shoot the three, right? So I think it's really important that for the most of Pascal's minutes, he's not playing with Scotty Barnes. I'm not saying that that can't change next year, but I, I, I just don't think that's a good fit. Uh, does it mean long-term that one of those guys is going to have to be sent away? Yeah, because I think OG has already uh, shown that he has enough versatility and enough development. He's, remember, he's two years younger than Pascal. Um, yeah, I, I just think that OG is going to be the long-term better player. I think he fits better with Fred. And it's going to come down to, to Barnes or Pascal because you can't, unless something happens with Pascal's game, um, he's not... He's not uh, Draymond Green. That's not his role. Um, or Pascal's really got to improve the three-point shot, and Barnes has got to be more the Draymond Green character, which is fine. Uh, and Pascal's got time. Again, in the three-year plan, where we're lifting the Larry OB. <laughs> That's possible. But this this was hard. It was hard to see the hammer of Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside just nail us like a stake into soft soil. Uh, we just got hammered into the, and we weren't getting out. <laughs> there was no way getting out. Um, that was tough, really tough to watch last night. 
The good thing, as we've said on the pod many times, the good thing is you can take a big picture, uh, you know, take a big picture perspective, which again, losing to Utah on the road is, is, you know, pretty easy to accept. And uh, we're seven and nine. We're not that far off from where we probably should be, which is nine and seven. And the good thing about the NBA is you don't have a lot of time to think about it. The next game is coming quickly, and here it is. Here's the day. <laughs> Sacramento. Um, hopefully Boucher, Barnes, and Pascal Siakam wake up, and hopefully we beat the crap out of Terrence Davis and the Sacramento Kings. Hope you had a good evening. I'm still on a high from the Toronto, sorry, from the Canadian national men's soccer team beating Costa Rica and Mexico, especially in the Azteca against Mexico. Um, so at least I have that. <laughs> and if you're a soccer fan, hopefully you have it too. But uh, so not, not everything's bad, doom and gloom. But hopefully you've had a good day uh, here on Friday. And hopefully uh, we have a great game tonight and sets up, hopefully we have a a great weekend and and set up a great conclusion to the weekend with a win in San Francisco against the Dubs and Steph Curry. Until then, enjoy your Friday, TJF, and we'll catch up with you soon. Peace. (laughs) 